This is an Alert USA Threat Journal National Situation Update for the week ending Saturday, February 28, 2015. This week in security news, on multiple occasions this week, Alert USA subscribers have been notified via SMS messages to their mobile devices regarding new terror threats, both domestic and abroad. On Sunday the 22nd, the Somali terror organization Harakat al-Shabaab al-Mujahideen, commonly known as al-Shabaab, called on supporters in the West to carry out attacks on shopping malls in the U.S., Canada, and the U.K. Specifically identified were the Mall of America in Bloomington, Minnesota, the West Edmonton Mall in Alberta, and London's Oxford Street. Each of these communities have large Somali populations. While the Al-Shabaab video specifically referenced three malls, the Department of Homeland Security and FBI have warned mall operators across North America of the need to increase vigilance and security measures, and in particular, near those communities with large Somali immigrant populations. At present, Minneapolis-St. Paul, home to 30 mosques and known within the international Somali community as Little Mogadishu, has the largest concentration, followed by Atlanta, Columbus, Ohio, Washington, D.C., New York City, Buffalo, Seattle, Kansas City, San Diego, Lewiston, Maine, and San Francisco. In terms of the size of the Somali population in the U.S., according to the Department of Homeland Security's Office of Immigration Statistics, in the 10-year span leading up to the end of 2013, there have been more than 68,000 Somali refugees resettled in the U.S. In 2014 alone, that number was increased by 9,000. And these are just the figures for the primary refugee applicants. These numbers do not include spouses or children. According to Refugee Settlement Watch, more than 800 new refugees from Somalia arrive in the United States every month. Listeners are reminded that Somali refugees to the U.S. are coming out of a Muslim-dominated country torn apart by civil war, corruption, piracy for ransom, and fraud. These refugees are then transplanted into communities such as Minneapolis-St. Paul, where most enter and remain on social welfare programs, with only a very small percentage actually assimilating into broader American culture. Many of the mosques in these communities contribute to the radicalization of the youth, with recruiters drawing them into foreign terrorist organizations such as al-Shabaab in Somalia and ISIS in Syria. The FBI openly states that dozens of Somali immigrants, both men and women, have left to fight with Islamic militants in various places in the Middle East. What does this mean to Alert USA subscribers? First, we caution listeners of the need to be extra discerning when following mainstream news coverage of threats such as these. First, the story is hyped into the stratosphere. Then they proceed to downplay the threat by saying that Al-Shabaab is a backwater outfit, running out of money, and their video was intended as a plea for additional financial support. The truth of the matter is that federal, state, and local law enforcement are taking the threat very seriously, and for good reason. Al-Shabaab, as well as their followers, have been responsible for dozens of attempted and successful terror attacks in such places as Somalia, Kenya, Denmark, Australia, and many others. Then we have instances like Mohammed Assam Mohammed, a Somali immigrant to the U.S. who was sentenced to 30 years in prison for trying to detonate a bomb at a holiday tree lighting ceremony in Portland, Oregon, in November of 2010. Next, we caution listeners that soft targets, such as shopping malls, are given such a designation for a reason. They are difficult to protect and secure. If you or a family member are mall regulars, we strongly recommend that you make it a point to be aware of your surroundings, know the locations of entrances and exits, and finally, remember that most individual stores have rear exits that are used to receive merchandise shipments. These can be very handy if you need to make a quick exit. In related news, there is another reason that federal, state, and local law enforcement are taking threats such as those issued by al-Shabaab very seriously. On Wednesday of this week, FBI Director James Comey revealed that his agency is investigating suspected supporters of the Islamic State in Iraq and Syria in all 50 states. 
His comments came in a meeting of the National Association of Attorneys General at about the same time as the Justice Department revealed that the FBI had arrested three men from Brooklyn in a wide-ranging terror plot that included joining ISIS, killing President Obama, hijacking an airplane, and bombing Coney Island. Additionally, on Thursday of this week, the Director of National Intelligence, James Clapper, gave particularly grim testimony during a Senate Armed Services Committee hearing on worldwide threats. Something notable in Director Clapper's testimony is that the intelligence community's assessment is in direct contrast to that given by President Obama and the State Department. Consider the following two audio clips, the first from Secretary of State John Kerry earlier in the week and the second from Director James Clapper's testimony. Our citizens, our world today is actually, despite ISIL, despite the visible killings that you see and how horrific they are, we are actually living in a period of less daily threat to Americans and to people in the world than normally less deaths, less violent deaths today than through the last century. Moving on to terrorism, in 2013, just over 11,500 terrorist attacks worldwide killed approximately 22,000 people. Preliminary data for the first nine months of 2014 reflects nearly 13,000 attacks which killed 31,000 people. When the final accounting is done, 2014 will have been the most lethal year for global terrorism in the 45 years such data has been compiled. The recent terrorist attacks in Europe emphasize the threat posed by small numbers of extremists radicalized by the conflicts in Syria and Iraq. Clearly, someone is either misinformed or they are intentionally lying. You can find links to the video and written transcripts of Director Clapper's full testimony, as well as significant additional information on this overall story in this week's issue of the Threat Journal newsletter. If you are not a subscriber, visit ThreatJournal.com and sign up today. It's completely free. As has been the case for over 12 years, AlertUSA continues to closely monitor the overall domestic and international terrorism threat environment and will immediately notify service subscribers of new alerts, warnings, and advisories, or any developments which signal a change in the overall threat picture for American citizens as events warrant. In travel security news, on Wednesday of this week, AlertUSA subscribers were notified via SMS messages to their mobile devices of a warning issued by the U.S. Embassy in Amman, Jordan, regarding a credible risk of terrorist attacks on high-end malls in the capital city. This threat directly emanates from Islamic State militants as a result of Jordan's bombing campaign in Iraq. Each year, hundreds of thousands of American and Canadian citizens visit Jordan for business and tourism. The U.S. Embassy has ruled these facilities off-limits for employees and is warning Americans planning travel to or currently in the country to avoid these locations as well. Further, listeners are advised that in addition to a standing U.S. government-issued worldwide caution and separate worldwide travel alert, this week the State Department issued new travel alerts and warnings for Pakistan, Saudi Arabia, Algeria, and Nigeria, bringing to 41 the number of individual countries around the world specifically identified as posing significant risks for U.S. citizens. If you are planning travel abroad, even to such common locations as the Caribbean, Mexico, or Europe, be smart about it and regularly check the U.S. State Department's travel website where information can be found about the security situation at your destination. This has been an Alert USA Threat Journal National Situation Update for the week ending Saturday, February 28, 2015.